Blog Talk Radio. Not that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Okay, well... I just have to laugh because I, I guess I'm so used to Kaylin always hand, handling the promo that, <laughs> that uh, I was anticipating he was just going to jump in and do that. But you know what? Surprise! So here we <laughs> go. <laughs> this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on as well as a vehicle, to drive your goals like what, Kaylin Patterson? Like a max up new ice cream sugar. <laughs> then check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's talk. I am the oblivious Desiree Fletcher Carruthers, and he is the <laughs> hashtag snickerdoodle Kaylin Patterson. And together, we are P4P Real Talk. How is everybody tonight in listener land? Um, how are you, Kalen Patterson? I am quite elated and happy. Yay. <laughs> well, that is good. Doing? That is an awesome thing to be. So I don't know if any of you have swung by the Midwest Muscle um, Facebook page today, and if you haven't, you should be doing that, like, on a daily basis. You never know what kind of yeah. goodies we're going to be coming out with. Um, if you haven't, you missed out on a post earlier of Kaylin flexing with a bunch of kids also showing off their muscle. And it is quite quite, quite a lot going on there. Kaylin Patterson, tell us a little bit about what, what on earth were you doing? Well, it started out about two months ago. I was asked if I could uh, speak, uh, you know, do some motivational speaking to the inner city youth of Chicago because, you know, it's such um, it, it's such a dynamic of kids and parents and lack of parenting that sometimes they don't have good positive role models to speak, of, speak to or engage with as far as adults. Usually, you know, it's either peers or somebody that basically, you know, finagle their way through the system and found a way to come out in a positive light. This was something that was created to basically help the children become, you know, accustomed to being around male uh, positive role models, and also uh, some of their their community could interact and already know. So it it was a a process, and then when the car went down, it kind of basically got stalled and delayed. But finally, you know, it was was worked out that I could actually get up there and actually engage with them and show them what fitness looks like as well. So, you know, I'm speaking on the power of Christ, uh, how he can get you through the tough times, even when it seems like the world has turned against you. And then to speak on the fitness side, how you don't have to turn to drugs or cigarettes or alcohol or, you know, anything of a negative life that basically destroys your life before you can create it. And lo and behold, uh, I was the only (laughs) – I was the only – instructor that showed up, so I have to cover both realms, and, you know, basically your feet were held to the fire because you're asking the kids to learn to get through tough situations, and then you're putting one yourself 
And, you know, it worked out for the best because the children got to see where I didn't panic or go negative or, you know, any kind of bad language or any kind of negative connotations that would take away from the day and moment. And it was it was really good. And I got in five hours of cardio. So, you know, that's not, not too good for anybody that's uh, knowing anything about fitness. But, you know, then, lo and behold, there you go. So it was a fun time, and the kids really took to it. And at the end of the day, the ones that were still left wanted to do a little pose down, so we did it. <laughs> awesome. And they look like they're having one heck of a good time. I think, though, yes, they you're going to have to step your game up. I think you're going to have to step your game up a little bit because in a year or two, some of those kids might be passing you up. That's all I have I, to say about I that. challenge them, and I welcome that shout. <laughs> there you go. So uh, hopefully we will have to see um, how that goes. And then, so, you know, my mind just clicks. It flits from one thing to the next. So I apologize. You're just going to have to keep up with me because that's what just happened here right now. But I was thinking back to all you all needing to visit the Midwest Muscle Facebook page because another post that was thrown up there earlier this week, yeah. because it's only Tuesday, that was probably yesterday, was that um, Kai Green, the that I'm sure all of you are familiar with, started Racing. out in the WNBF and also the NGA as a natural athlete in his early years. And really, mm-hmm. in looking at him in his teen performance, the video that we posted on um, the Midwest Muscle Facebook page, he really, I mean, I see like Meshach when I look at him in his younger days and in mm-hmm. a, a smaller Sam Okanula, shorter, <laughs> in his younger days. But he really was a phenom, I mean, at a very young age. So he had all kinds of potential even back then. And I yes. was just blown away to learn that he started on the natty side and in the NGA, which we have a tie to that with our guest tonight. But just calling your attention to that because I just look at him now and I look at what he's done for the enhanced realm, and I can't help but think what a force he could have been for the natural side of the equation if he had just stuck to it. That would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, anyway, I guess that's just something we will never know. But it's always good. I digress, and always something something to ponder. But anyway, so as I alluded, NGA. I don't know if you guys can put two and two together as to who our guest is tonight. But we announced it sometime back earlier this month when he was on. But Kaylin, if they don't remember who we're having on the show tonight, why don't you go ahead and set it up for him? Hey, Mister Everything. Uh... Earl the Pearl, roundabout everything, willing to help and give everything, passionate, um, empathetic, sympathetic, role model, positive light. Um, am I am I leaving out any good good words? Um, I'm, I'm trying no. to think. Ambassador, just everything. yeah, ambassador, handsome guy. Yeah, How about that? And there you could go. do the split once upon a time. I don't know if you can still, Earl, can you still do the splits? Uh, If I get enough adrenaline, but I haven't practiced it, so I don't think I'd be trying it. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Appreciate you guys. All right, Earl. Kaylin, 
I want to give you a good shout for those uh, for being a good role model yourselves with those uh, kids. I mean, that's that's just very very important, and sometimes we don't realize yeah. it how we just out that. and uh, cut someone, that, and then, and uh, that, that was just awesome. It was awesome to see. Awesome to see. So hats off to you. I, I appreciate it, but that was something you talked to me about. I think five years back. Not just doing and competing, but also giving back to the community. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes. Absolutely. 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 So, Desiree, I do want to. I want to let you know that yeah, your introduction was awesome, and uh, we've had several people that were in the IPB, like Mike Ashley, Kai Green, and there was, was a handful that started with the NGA, and it's 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 amazing, like you said, if they. Would they be a reckoning force if they stuck with it, you know? So that was, that was good. Yep. Good to recognize that. But, you know, that just goes to show, though, that a lot of good things are in natural bodybuilding. We just mm-hmm. we just have to let people know. <laughs> and that's what we're trying to do. And that's what we're going to keep trying to do tonight. So, guys, if you remember, back earlier this month, we had Earl on, and uh, he – it, well, he's a lot of things NGA, but he spends a lot of his time traveling and serving as a head judge for several um, NGA natural competitions, and we've got one coming up on the 11th. Which one is that going to be, Kalen? Oh, Joe. You had to think about that one for a minute. <laughs> But, yes, P for P undefeated, <laughs> August 11th, coming up um, in uh, in Wisconsin Dells at the Hove Chark Casino. And Earl is going to be head judge of that competition as well. So we were trying to give folks some more insight, again, into the judging process and help give them some tips to make sure that they are as well prepared as they can be for not only the P for P undefeated, but all the other shows that are still coming up through August, September, October, all the way through November before we hit our little break uh, going over the winter and into the spring. So we covered we covered a lot of stuff. We covered judges and good judging and the uh, new criteria that the NGA is putting into place to make sure that their judges are more accountable um, for being prepared to come in and do a good job of judging. And, um, you know, just just different tips that athletes should keep in mind when they're preparing for a competition, and especially an NGA competition, wherever that might be. And so one of the questions that we had covered was, you know, how do you know you're going to get a good judging panel? And we had talked about how, you know, you don't want to have home cooking, you don't want to have judges from your own area, but bring them in from, you know, various parts of the state and there are other states. And even if they are from your own state, bring them in from a different city just to make sure that we're not showing any uh, hometown favoritism when at all possible and that, you know, everyone should develop the uh, criteria, or not develop, review the criteria and just be informed of what the judges are to be looking for on any given category. But, Kaylin, I know you received a follow-up question, and I think it was from Carla. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, mm-hmm. So why don't you cue that up, and and we'll get Earl's viewpoint on – she's actually taken – 
kind of building off of the information we already shared to take it a step yeah. further. So, KP, why don't you serve that up, and then we'll get Earl's thoughts on that to kick the show off. Okay. Well, this was from Carla, Darla, and uh, – oh, I can't get the last name. But I just thought the Carla and Darla was easy because it was like they rhymed. But anywho, she was asking – why you know? All right, she understands that, that you know, you have good judges and there's good judges for the panel, but how do you go about finding the good judges to know you're going to have a judge and a group of judges that don't, in effect, ruin a show by poor judging? Because you know the, the promoter does everything they're supposed to do, the competitors do their everything they're supposed to do, the audience engages like they're supposed to, and everybody that is in place except for two or three judges that could screw up the whole thing, how do you go about making sure and ensuring that you have a good judging panel that doesn't, you know, destroy what should be and always should be a, a, a good and effective show? Carol? Uh, uh, that, that, that's a great uh, question, Carla. And, uh, yeah, I do like uh, welcome you guys' questions. But uh, the thing that sticks out in my mind is that, again, in, in the NGA and as well as the P4P undefeated show, is you bring the qualified judges. Now, what qualifies them? Um, each judge in the NGA is now held accountable to a certain standard. They've got to score a certain percentage. And if they don't, uh, again, then they got to, they got to be just like a new judge. They've got to retest, test judge again. And so that keeps the judges involved in reading the bylaws, looking at the videos, and it's just not going to one show. And so what we do, um, Terry and I, is we have a database, and we get all the judges' scores in the NGA from every show uh, from March until November. And so I have to calculate or we have to calculate all those scores for every judge, every show in the United States. And so that database tells me, okay, who's being consistent, who's uh, being a real good judge, exceptional, and who needs more work and who needs to requalify. And so we can pull from that database. So if you're a new promoter, say, you know what, I need some judges. Well, guess what? We're going to send you the best judges. And that's why uh, me personally, there's some times where I've had my show, I've had people judge since we start holding them accountable. Uh, they're not making the cut now. Good friends, but guess what? Business is business, and it's all about the athletes. You know, the yes. whole focus is on the athletes. Because if, if it's not for the athletes, there wouldn't be a show. So it's not about, oh, my best friend's judging to save my – no, it's about the athletes. And we take that into consideration very much. So, yes, we hold our judges accountable. And just like uh, Joe Manning in the upcoming show, P4P Undefeated, I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm coming the whole way up there. I mean, he's bringing people in. Des, you're out in uh, California. You're coming in. Kaylin, you're coming in. We got people from Iowa, so all over. So we're excited about that as well. So hopefully that answered your question. I think so. I think so. And I think part of it too is just to reiterate that, you know, part of that responsibility is on the promoter also, and not just to take anyone that you can get just to fill a gap, but 
you know, to start on it early, be vigilant about, you know, checking up on the folks that you're considering and, you know, even get recommendations. I mean, I don't know if promoters, you know, give you a call early. I mean, they probably call you to ask you if you would want to judge, but I don't know if they also call the the main office and just ask for recommendations of who could be good judges for them to consider and reach out to. But if not, I mean, I think that would seem like a, a good practice to do if you're not sure um, yeah, no, we, we pull yeah, together we do, for a judging panel. Yeah, we we sort of do that. I mean, I end up, uh, I don't know. I, this is like I said, this uh, this actually uh, next weekend will actually be my 14th or 15th show already this year. So I'm always reaching out to promoters just to make sure that they have their judging panel set and if there's any questions. So I always try to make sure that for the athlete's sake that on the promoter side that they have everything set up if there's any questions. So I'm always checking with, with them, especially the judging, because the judging is like the engine. That's what decides the yes. show. Yes. Oh my and, then, and the other thing as far as like the, the judging, the prejudging is the most important. So that's when I think we talked about this, Kaylin, that, you know, somebody that just shows up at the finals, Boop. And people say, well, that person don't look. Well, you know what? Those people and coaches, everybody needs to be involved in the prejudging. And, and if you don't have your practice down and your stage presence and everything that goes into a show down to prejudging, and it's not what you have sometimes, but it's how you display it in front of us, the judges. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. So continuing along this um, this topic here, our next question is from Jake. He says, I have a question for you guys. And, Jake, we are so glad you have a question for us. We live off of our listeners' questions here. He says, wouldn't it be a telltale sign that you don't have a good judge if they can't give effective feedback? Ooh, ooh, I like that, Jake. Hats off to you, buddy. Um, I can only speak for, again, uh, the the NGA shows or or, – when I'm there, is we require our judges to, to and, and Desiree and Kaden, they, they, they've done that. We're required to stay behind and give feedback. And, yeah. at the, and at the judges' meeting, that's one thing that I stress to the other judges is that, you know what, you're responsible on how you score these athletes. And, and so you need to have notes backed up, you know, and that's, that's what's in the, that's what's a, very effective. But on the other hand, Jake, we, I, there's many times and and my my part my dynamic duo out there will testify that when you athletes are done competing, please the, the judges are available. They, they we're here to help you reach your goals. And I say that because what happens is two months later I get these emails saying, "Hey, what do I need to work on?" And I'm like, "I've already been to." six other shows. And so the athletes don't take the time to, and, and I, I've only seen one athlete actually have pen and paper and take notes on the judge's feedback. You know, and I know a lot of times they're hungry, but guess what? That might be a missing link. And the best time to do that is right after the show where it's fresh in your mind. So it's a little bit on the uh, athlete side as well. All right. Very good. This next question is from Sheldon. 
and this one is directly for you, Earl, and he wants to know if you've ever had to deal with a judge who had a grudge against certain athletes, and how did you handle that? Um, what usually, well, Jake, uh, usually what happens is, is, I don't know if you guys know this, but that's what we have several judges, like at least five, seven, nine, and we throw out the high score and low score. And more than likely, if there's if 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 that happens um, naturally at that time, then the the scores are thrown out, just like gymnastics or anything else. Um, if it becomes a pattern or I or there's insight into it, then I tend to get with the judge. You know, I have no problem confronting that because again, it's all about the athletes. And and the main thing is, and I'll be honest with you, judges have to have integrity. Judges have to be professional. And that's that. The integrity is the most important thing because when we when we're behind that table, we're we're professionals. And so if somebody can't fit that role, then maybe they might not be a good judge and may not judge in the future. You know, hopefully that's mm-hmm. a good question. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I think so. I think so. And Sheldon, if not, let us know. We'll we'll try to work to yeah. get clarification. Um, next question is from Brent. He's asking, how many times has the scoring been off and caught, and then how has it been corrected? And then on the back side of that, he's asking, has it ever not been corrected? Well, you guys are trying to get kind of scandalous tonight. That's a good question. Oh, I'm, I'm, Earl, I'm not sure I think you that. already kind I'm of not... partially answered Brent's question, but go ahead. Uh, um, uh, can you read that again? I'm not quite sure. He's saying, how many times has the scoring been off and caught, and then how has it been corrected, and then has it ever not been corrected? What I, I don't understand what he means by off, though. Um, I think he means, like, following up from Sheldon's question, if you have a judge that comes in that just doesn't either like somebody who's on stage or clearly is just not in mm. tune with the criteria – and so their their scores are just right. they're just off. Right. Um, well, you know, you and so what, if you what, catch I'll, that, how do you correct it? Well, I'll tell you what. This this is what we do. Is, is again, when when a judge does not score very well, and their scores are or biased like that, um, then it's going to reflect in the scores, and they're not going to get the judge. And it may end up that they may retest. But there's also things out there that when I when I hold my judges meetings, I tell the judges, look, if you have an athlete, if there's any bias or anything, a friend, family that's competitor, please step away from the table. And that's what I say. And I've and I've had some of my judges actually leave the judging table. That way there's no ifs, ands or buts about that. And that competitor can't say, Well, he did it no, because guess what? That judge does not score. So that's sometimes where the head judge, me or whoever, comes in and their score counts. So that takes that person out of the equation, that judge. So we yep. we, we absolutely okay. address that in the meeting. And as you had just said a little bit ago, too, and I think probably your comments and the question crossed in cyberspace, but also the highest and lowest scores are thrown out. So then you have an average. So even if you have someone who comes in and maybe has a bias and they score an athlete much lower than maybe the rest of the judging panel would have because they're looking 
you know, they're judging based on criteria and not on emotion, then that person's scores are going to get thrown out. So, again, they don't really come into play. Um, and so that's another um, fail-safe that's, that's built into the judging process. And, Kaylin, I know you have a couple of scenarios that um, you can probably add to help um, answer this question. Well, let, yeah. me, let me interrupt real quick. Let me, okay, can, right. you, know what I always tell, you know what I always tell my clients? Don't leave it up in the hands of the judges. Give it your best. That's all. There you go. Um, but there, there are times where mistakes are made. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to put this one on the competitors. This one, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to put this to the competitors sometimes because a lot of times there's information that's given backstage by the expediters that isn't always adhered to. And one of the things is keeping your numbers on. And I know that a lot of competitors are doing crossovers, and they sometimes forget, you know, albeit uh, low ca- uh, carb, whatever, and they're forgetful. And many times they've mixed up numbers and gone on stage and so I've seen one that had a 15 on the front of the their trunks and then the 25 on the back because, wow. you know, they, they were looking at the number and they stepped on stage and they thought that he had the right number. And, and you know, it's going to cause some, some errors. And if the judge is basically scoring off of a wrong number, then, of course, there's going to be some wrong scoring. And, you know, if – it, these things happen, you know, everyone would love for a show to run 100%. And, you know, sometimes mistakes are made. But I know, well, I could, I could definitely speak up for Earl. If there's anything wrong or if, if you know, sometimes there's ties and, and we have to, to rescore, that he's not afraid to do that. Or if there's an error, he, he's going to be checking it as he's passing things down and he'll be making sure. So, you know, like Dad says, there's some fail safe, but sometimes there's, there's – some things that happen that aren't always called immediately, but I know the judges aren't there to screw people over, and if a mistake is made, they will do all they can to correct it, even if it means rescoring at the night show. Uh, Earl, you want to add you, that? you know what, Kaylin? Yeah, and I, I want to address to the to the competitors that you have to understand that that when we go to a show to judge. I mean, there's times where Desiree and Kaylin drove to Pennsylvania to judge a show. Are they going to drive that far to screw an athlete? Am I coming yeah. up up to Wisconsin to screw an athlete and, and spend a whole day there? Absolutely not. <laughs> Our goal and mission is to is to help the athletes reach their goals, but we don't spend. 10 hours a day from, from 8 in the morning or whatever time we have to be there to like 10 at night when it's over with feedback to screw an athlete. Absolutely not. So. No, and that is, that is for sure, for sure. So hopefully that helps shed some light on it, guys. And, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot to the process, and there are a lot of measures in the process. And at the end of the day, you know, the judges are doing the absolute best that they can. I think as a whole, as a group, maybe there are some individuals that, you know, might be questionable, but I can't even say that for sure. So you just have to, as Earl said, don't leave it in the hands of the judges. Put everything that you can in there. You can't cheat the grind and, and bring it to the show. And if that's what you've done, 
it will show. It definitely will show. And the judges will have no choice but to recognize what you have done. And I know you say, well, Desiree, and, you know, this and that, and everybody comes to win, and, and I get that. And I definitely get that. And sometimes it comes down to a matter of one or two points. That's how close it is. Yes. Sometimes it is very stressful. Let me just put that out there. Sometimes it is very stressful to be a judge because it is so close and you have to you get to the point where you are just so nitpicky because it's not obvious and it does come yeah. down to the smallest details. I mean, and we are like looking and staring and watching and you know, discussing, well, did you see this? Did I see that? Did I miss something? Um and you know, we really are taking our time and scrutinizing, and and it is just so incredibly close. A lot of the times, you never just end up at a show and think you're going to cruise through it, because you guys, you athletes, make us work every show, and that's, I mean, and that can be stressful because we want to get it right. Earl? Hey, Desiree, can I add? Let me, yes, absolutely. Uh, let me add something to to let the competitors know. When we keep you up there. First and foremost, your coach needs to be honest with you. And just because they're a good coach don't mean that they're a good judge. Okay? True. So we try to bring yeah. the just judging panel. And we I think we discussed that last time. But more but more importantly, for the competitors, if we keep you up there, it's not to see how much pain you're in, it's because some people's conditioning gets better or some people's conditioning gets worse the longer you're up there. So guess what? Just when we had you first or second, and then you end up fourth, is because of your conditioning, or vice versa. You may have been a slow starter, which you didn't get prepared ahead of time, and, and you know, warming up backstage or whatever. And then guess what? The longer we keep you up there, you may look better. So, so the scores. So sometimes that falls on part of the athlete being prepared, going out there. Like you may look the best at registration, and you may look at the best backstage but you might not look the best in the judge's eyes because it might be, again, so many variables. You got the best body, but if you don't present it right, and that's where your opposing coach comes in. If you don't present it right, then you're not going to get scored, and it's a shame because you had the best body, and it's how you display it in front of us judges. That's, that's bottom line. That's how we score you, how you present it in our eyes when we ask for a pose or a quarter turn or a half turn. You know, and there you have it. And there you have it. This next one is from Belinda, and she says, because of all the quality judges that are also competing, how has that helped to improve the shows and the sport? Oh, my word. Good question. And I encourage all you athletes, if you want to become, and, and hey, our, our dynamic duo are both competitors and they're both judges, well-qualified judges, uh, Desiree and Caitlin, but what happens is if you've never judged before, it's a whole different world as opposed to being on stage competing. And I tell the athletes, if you want to get better, you know, start judging because then you're going to see what we see. And I've had so many pro competitors, even some of my clients, I said, look, won't you start, I guarantee the more you judge, the better you're going to be when you're on stage because you know what we're looking for. And Sure enough, mm-hmm. I've had a pro. I've had a pro athlete who came a qualified judge. He says, "Earl, 
I can't believe it's a, it's totally different. And he says, I know what you've been telling me the whole time. So it gave him good insight. <clears throat> so I always encourage the athletes, you know what? If you're up to it, and not, not everybody's fit to be a judge either, but does judging help you become a better athlete? That's I believe that. That's my opinion. You know, Alrighty, you guys KP? judges, what do you think? Well, I, I can definitely say, and, 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 and Earl can and understand this a lot sooner than most, there are a lot of people that compete that simply don't understand criteria, and they don't do their research to learn to improve upon it. And they're social media complainers, and, you know, sometimes they might be right, but one out of 1,000 doesn't make them, you know, a, a, a realist about what's really happening. The criteria matters simply because it is a sport, yep. and you are going to be judged because of it. And if you don't do your research, because there's, there's plenty of times where, you know, as, as the media, that Dev and I are going to be asked, you know, well, what did you think? And then we give our insight because we know the criteria. And I said, well, mm-hmm. did you do your research? Or did you check the criteria for the organization you're competing? And I yep. think nine times out of ten, they have no clue what I'm even asking because they say, well, I stood like this. Well, it didn't call for that post, or you're not supposed to be yep. standing that way. And, and and then, well, I don't understand. Well, I you know, I look like I did. If you don't present what the judge is asking, then the judge cannot be at fault for not scoring you the way you think you should have been scored. And, you know, we, we have to be adults about this and realize that it is a competition. It is a sport, and there, the criteria does matter. And if, if you're thinking, well, because like Earl said, if you think you're going to step on stage, and simply because you showed up, you're supposed to win. It, it, that's not how it works. And we have to be realist about this, and we also have to be mature and responsible about the part that we play as competitors in stepping on stage because the judge has to do his role and be professional about how, how he or he or she goes about doing it. These things are requirements. They shouldn't be, you know, overlooked simply because you thought what you looked, had backstage or at home standing by yourself in a mirror and what you presented there is going to basically be translated right onto the stage. That's not how it works. And there were plenty of times where we have seen a first place backstage not being first place on stage. That, 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 hey, can, oh. Let me give you a Kaylin, you know where I yes, see that? A bikini woman. She had a real good back, looked good, you know, you know, I seen a registration tank top. Uh, she's wearing a tank top. When she come out, didn't clear her hair one time when we asked for a back pose. You know, when she tur- when she had a half turn, her hair was down, uh-huh. didn't clear her back. So now I have to score her what- whatever I see, which is just two shoulder caps. Exactly. Whereas the other women cleared their hair, guess what? And they asked for feedback. I said, I didn't see a back. So if somebody has long hair and they don't clear, a bikini lady, I'm using that as an example, mm-hmm. and doesn't clear it, I can only score what I see. So somebody that has right. a real bad back is going to look better than somebody that don't have a back at all with hair down it. True so, that. Real, you know, real that's just, that's a, and, and the other thing is when, when, when you're talking about judging, judges usually have good insights on prepping athletes. So, um, you know, that's one thing that I think I have the most success at is because the more I judge, the more I see what the athletes need to be. So I think the athletes need to look at that whenever they get 
prep coaches or whatever is who has experience as far as the judging because that's where the meat and potatoes of a show is, the judging. Gotcha. Gotcha. So hopefully that answered uh, that question that's out there. Our next one is from Joe, and this is an honest question. I get a chuckle out of this one too because, you know, sometimes, Joe, I've asked myself this, but I, I know my answer, and it's if judging is so tough, why in the world would anyone want to volunteer for it? <laughs> because we want to make right, – we just want to make you guys – to help you guys. That's a good question, and, and the, it's why are we judging? Because we want to bring out the best in the athletes. We want to see them reach their goals. And then when you have a passion, like Desiree and Kaylin, mm-hmm. they have a passion. So we will go wherever to help the natural athletes. And if we're, if we're good judges, that's going to help you guys. Yeah, true that. Kaylin? Well, my goodness. You know, it's, it, it, the passion has to be there, and there has to be a definite love. And it, 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 you, everybody that's in this with their heart wants to see it go well. Mm-hmm. And, and like we're not traveling around basically just to make sure that somebody doesn't get their just desserts. We're going around because we want to see this grow because there is a true, there's, there's a definite positive in the sport because you're teaching natural lifestyles, natural health, and natural fitness. Nobody in this that's truly in it to win it or to be a part of it is here to watch it die or be destroyed or fade away. As long as there's a natural athlete, there's going to be need for a natural bodybuilding because there should be a progression in our health. It, it, no one should have to stall or stay the same, and competitions do help improve on that, on a person's psych, psyche, on a person's uh, physical well-being, of personal well-being, even spiritual well-being. There's a lot of balance that comes from health and fitness, and it definitely improves as you learn more and more about your own body and mind. If that is the goal and not just stepping on stage or not just winning, then you have to be a part of that because you do want people to constantly progress. You do want to see them improve as human beings, and you definitely want to see somebody that's supposed to win, win because that makes balance, that makes and that lets us sleep at night. It's shocking that people don't, uh, that people that do win, that don't want to keep into it, they make it part of the bucket list, but they don't want to keep con- uh, continuing. And then you see them later down the line, and they, they usually wish that they had never gotten out of it. With that kind of passion in mind, you want to see that successful, and that comes from having a good show, good promoters, good judges, and good competitors. Everything is balanced out if everything's done correctly. And I love being a part of that mix because I know that I'm going to give everything I can to make sure it turns out as well as it can. And with that in mind, that means sitting in some tough spots and judging people and like that, saying nitpicking because they're so close. I, it's it's worth it if you go, if you're one of those people that want to get it right. It's not worth it if you're saying, you know, I just want to be here to be basically standing in front of everybody and I hold some kind of authority over whatever's happening. I haven't seen those people stick around long, judging our competitors, and I thank God for it. Uh, Des? Yeah, and I would say the only thing that I would add on to that, add on to the passion and wanting to see the sport, 
the sport succeed and athletes succeed is also part of it. It's just the reason why I chose the judge is, A, learning, the passion, but also you guys and being able to have that experience and come that from that position. So when we're having shows like these, I can talk intelligently on that aspect of the sport. I mean, and there are a lot of True. topics we cover where I'm totally out of my element and I am not trying to be the expert on anything, everything that we talk about, but the areas that I can that also support the sport, I'm all about it. And so even though it can be very stressful to me only because I do want to get it right, um, I still enjoy it, and I've learned a great deal from it, and it has made me a better competitor um, and made me think about things differently as far as getting on stage now than I did before I had the judging experience. So, I mean, I think it just all depends on the person and what you want to get out of it, but that's uh, that's what it comes down to for me. Um, This next one is from Gail. She says, when a competitor says they are pro card ready and then lose, how does a judge deal with a hothead? Earl, what do you think? Uh, oh, I've been there. Done. I actually have dealt with pros that were not happy campers. Um, usually if somebody's real angry, and I'm, and I'm only speaking on, on my behalf with, with, with my experience, is I could sit there and give a competitor, uh, say, here's $100. They're going to still yell at me and, and thought – I should have won. I should have won. Um, how I handle that is I usually say, you know what? If, especially if I'm traveling, I'll say, do me a favor. Here's my card. Here's my number. Please give me a call the following morning. And if, it, and if I'm staying overnight, if I'm flying and staying overnight, and that and the comparison staying there, I'll say, you know what? Join me for breakfast, and then let's talk. And probably 90% of the time, People never show up, but there's always that 10% that will give me a call at my home and say, hey, I appreciate that. And so that gives them time to eat and really think about, okay, what do I, why, what went wrong or what do you think or what's your opinion? So if a, uh, an athlete is too hot-headed, nothing is going nothing's going to make sense, whatever, whatever the judges say. So my best time is, is my best thing is, you know, just wait. I'll, I'll, give me a call tomorrow or whatever, you know what, we'll sit down and have breakfast, or, you know, usually that helps, and uh, and it also helps the athlete, because when the athletes get angry, and you act out of anger, there's nothing that positive can come out of that, especially on social True. media, and then what happens is, when you put something out there on social media, when you usually you got like two days of meals in you, you're thinking, oh crap, I shouldn't have done that, but you can't retract something on social media, because it's already out there. So, again, on the athlete's part, I, I would sit there and get a hold of somebody the following day, get something to eat, just think about it before you actually lose control, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it mm-hmm. does. I definitely think it does. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Well, you know, there's, I'm not going to put us on the spot, but I am going to use us as an example where, you know, we were traveling in support of someone and, you know, everyone that was there was more than ashamed of the anger and frustration that the competitor and athlete did. And it was embarrassing, honestly. It was it was just downright embarrassing because, you know, mm-hmm. if you're a true competitor, you have to understand that you're not always going to win. 
even if you mm. give everything you got, there's still a chance that it's not enough. And I, you know, growing up, I played enough sports where that was just how the ball rolled. Sometimes there was plenty of times where things just didn't seem to go your way, but the competitor basically said, "All right, try harder next time." And like Earl said, then bring better. Instead of leaving it up to the judges, do bring everything you got. I mean, we've been to shows where we've seen those buzz saws in the room where no one is going to touch them, and you can see from start to finish this is a clear number one, and no one is going to touch them. That's not the judge saying that's my favorite. That's just common sense and reality. This person is above and beyond, and, and no one at this show is going to touch them. You do have shows that way, and then you have other shows where, you know, it's nitpicking down to the, like, almost to the toenail, like, did they buff and polish? So, you know, these mm-hmm. things happen, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you have to, you, you have a right to basically pop off when you want. And like Earl said, especially a couple of days later, when reality sets in and you do see the pictures from a more a subjective point, instead of saying, you know, I should have won and, no you know, come hell or high water, there's no way I should have lost. The pressure is put on by itself when you basically are trying to be a fortune teller and predict the future because you just don't know. Des? No, I think you covered it. Um, next question Hello. here, Linda. Oh, Earl, go ahead. You jumping in? No, I was just going to say, when you're on stage, you don't know how you're performing because you're, yes. just hit, you're just doing what the judges are asked for. You don't know, I guarantee if I, I'm going to use a bodybuilding move. If I say front double bicep, you do not know how that person hit their double bicep shot, which may be better than yours. And you don't know if you hit it right because you don't, because again, it's what the judges see. That's all. Des. All yes. right. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. I'm glad that Earl said that because we are in a, in a reality. We're in a, a true existence of Photoshop filtering and a lot of other things that can make a picture lie. And I got the chance to see that uh, on a show on the east, no, no, on out of Florida. I can't remember the name of the show, but I did see the person that was leaving the Midwest before they headed down to it. And looks phenomenal. Looks phenomenal. And, you know, the person that lost uh, to him, didn't look as well, and the tan was a, a lot worse than what I was seeing. And I, I, it really, really kind of annoyed me to the point that you have to start doing research, like how is this possible where this person looks that good now when, you know, the pictures that we were seeing live weren't even close to what it was resembling in these pictures. And so everybody was saying, you know, when they saw the, the fabricated picture, it was, you know, oh, my God, how how did you – Lose, you know, you were so far ahead. You had great tan and, you know, great lines and yep. great symmetry. And then, you know, you see the actual video and you say this person was <laughs> almost a life. It's like, what what the heck happened? So, you know, in, in this day and age, unless you are at the show live or you are sitting in the judge's seat and you are, yep. you know, really yeah. there hands on, that you, you can't really believe what you're seeing, because there's a lot of doctored uh, photo going on. And I know some fellow got called out on social media because his uh, pictures were always so fabricated. Yes. 
Yeah, that's just never a good thing, folks. I mean, social media being what it is, just just be you. Just be you. Yeah. There will be a ton of people out there who are trying to get to where you are that are going to think you are awesome just the way you are, regardless of how the judging came out. And uh, you're still, you know, you're at a level that they're wanting to aspire to. So there's there's no need to fluff it up. Just be you. Exactly. Um, next yeah, just be you. Um, next question is from Linda. She says, if a competitor has a bad coach that is feeding them um, bad information, I'll say pumped up information, how do you competitor from quitting the sport because of the betrayal, basically because they didn't finish the way their their coach has, has led them to believe that they should, even though the coach probably knew better? Well, you don't let one person neglect your goals in life, period. So uh, if, if, again, that's, I, that goes back to what I was saying. If you have somebody, first of all, you, when you guys hire coaches, posing coach, prep coach, you look at the experience. You look at they're still active in the sport, not what they did 20 years ago, because the sport's evolving. The sport is changing. So you look at, okay, how successful have they had current athletes uh, doing well at shows, turning pro, um, placing at shows. So you've got to look at that. So I always tell people, I can use me as an example. When somebody comes to me, I say, you don't have to listen to me, but you always check out someone's background and how successful they are and how they handle their athletes. You know what I mean? And be honest with your athletes. So, so if somebody, so for that person that just asked that great question, if if the coach, you weren't happy with the coach, guess what? Find another coach, continue on doing what you're doing to reach your goals. And, and you're already a winner for being on stage. So don't let anybody tell you any different. So from there on out, you just climb forward. Des? Yep, amen to that. Amen to that. And now we are going to totally shift gears here because this question from Billy is uh, on a different line than what we've been discussing, but it still ties in. And he wants to know how elaborate is this whole chunk show as compared to other shows? What do you think guys from what you know so far? How, how what? How elaborate is this whole chunk show as compared to other shows? I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Again, this will be my fourteenth or fifteenth show, and I'm excited because it's a ho chunk. They got uh, beautiful awards. Everybody behind the scenes are working together, and and we're not just talking a month out. I mean, Joe Manning and his team has everybody uh, communicating. Um, we have the schedules out, so. I mean, that's just that's what makes a, a show run smooth. When you've got a great team that works together and communicates, it's going to be, it's going to be fabulous, absolutely. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's going to be totally ex- – I mean, I don't know. I'm totally pumped about it. Just be, You know, there are some great promoters out there, um, and they are doing awesome things. But, I mean, the – the boys from P for P, I mean, they're putting their heart and soul into this, like all promoters yeah. do, most promoters do, that the really good promoters do. But 
But here are just some of the things. I mean, if you want to know, so it's going to be in a casino, which is a little bit different venue, so you have that. I mean, and they're going to have restaurant-style seating because of the venue they've selected. They're able to do this. And so, you know, you're going to be able to order food and kind of like have like dinner and a show while you're watching the competition. So that's something that's a little bit different. They keep adding all this swag. I mean, I talked about this earlier, and there are posts flying around about it, and um, we're going to be talking about it more on the next show because we're just running out of time today. But they've got a sponsor that's offering a bag that cleans clothes itself without using water. I'm not even sure how the whole thing works, but that sounds pretty awesome. I mean, they're just finding more and new ways to reward the competitors with things that are valuable, I would think, or useful, um, different, unique, very thoughtful. Um, so I'll put that in there. But just a couple things, if you guys will oblige me here. I'm just going to real quickly um, give some highlights. So there's going to be a full ride sponsorship. So one overall pro winner will be chosen by a live drawing on stage at finals to receive a full-ride sponsorship for the next year's competition. This includes the entry fee, drug test hotel, travel allowance, and just more stuff. So, I mean, there's a perk for one overall pro winner, making it even, you know, more beneficial and appetizing to the pro athletes. You've heard us talk about this. Here it is again. There's king and queen of the hill bonus. So if you are a pro athlete and you win your category, you get a bonus. If you come back the next year and defend your title, you get an even higher bonus. You come back the third year and defend your title, you get another bump up in bonus. So from 500 to 750 to $1,000. But if you get knocked off your hill, that athlete that came in and dethroned you, they get your bonus. So, I mean, there is true competition going on there, and there are perks for it. There's going to be a live cash rebate on stage, winners that do not win the live drawing. So the overall winners who do not win the live drawing for the the full ride sponsorship will receive a live cash rebate for their entry fee. And then on top of that, overall winners will also receive a custom jewelry gift worth $250 plus a ton of other swag. Plus, I've seen swords. Plus, I've seen gladiator helmets. Plus, I've seen Wonder Woman um, headgear and wristbands. I mean, just so much stuff and guaranteed cash payouts for the pros. I mean, and I hear there's going to be a hype man, music, lights, I mean, the whole deal. <laughs> and, and even after all of this, I'm hearing that 2019 is supposed to be even bigger and better. So, guys, I don't know. I mean, you know, that is a great question. There are a lot of promoters out there doing fantastic stuff. But, uh, I, you know, I'm just excited to see this one because, you know, seeing is believing, and I, I'm just still trying to wrap my arms around this one. Kaylin? It's not too, it's not too late to register either. It is not. Oh, it is not. In fact, today today is the last day you can register without a late fee, but they will be taking registrations up until, you know, the day before the show. So you might have a little bit of a, an ad on there, but you can still Check get registered. Yes, 
we definitely need more female bodybuilders, so we want to we want to have more ladies in that category so they can offer a pro card. And then also bikini gals, check this out. They have enough competitors at this point to award one pro card, but they need a couple of more. They've gotten approval to award a second pro card, but they need a few more bikini athletes in the open category to jump in because they want to give out that additional pro card in the bikini category. So, guys, if you are stage ready or you're within a stone's throw of being stage ready, get your registrations in. You are going to want to be at this show. If anybody out there with that was at the Rumble on the River and you're still you're still looking pretty darn good and you can bring it all together within the next week, Get your registration in. You've already put in all of that hard work. Your um, your polygraph is still good. So yep. get registered and get in there. Get in there. Or at least I think their polygraph is still good. The days will be really, really close. I guess don't quote me on that. It's usually a 30-day yes, window, no, so I guess no, the rumble was on no, the 7th. But. No, no the, the drug test is good for 90 days, Absolutely. Okay, good. Ninety days. So you're, there you're you saving have. money there. Yeah, there you have it. If you've been in a show within the last ninety days and you're still good to go, your poly is is still good. You just have to let them know what show you were in, and they can get that information. So you've got a, a, an instant savings right there. So do there jump in there. Okay. Oh, guys, we're running out of time here, but this is a good question from Lyle, and I think that we need to answer this one, so we will try to do this quickly. Um, when competing, how do you talk to a judge before the show without crossing the lines of conflict of interest? You don't, period. Yeah, you exactly. Don't, you don't, you're, you're not allowed to talk to the judges, and the judges are actually giving give that information um, that we're not allowed to talk to any of the athletes until after the show is over because if uh, if, if you're out there, you see a, an athlete come up to a judge ahead of time, automatically another athlete's going to say, oh, there's bias. So we do not permit mm-hmm. that. And, be, and before we have a time, I will be at registration um, up in uh, the P4P undefeated oh, sure. show. I will be there at registration. So, But, yeah, there's – Athletes are not permitted to talk, and judges are not, not permitted to talk to athletes until after the show. Yep. And there you have it. So it's just best not not to try to pursue that interaction. If you want to talk to a judge, stick around following, and they'll have more, yes. um, exactly. you know, they'll have more beneficial feedback for you following the show than before. Okay, last question. This one goes to Jacob. It says, um, Oh, let's see. Being a pro call for an expected understanding of competition, how does it look to a judge when a pro is being less than professional? Does that go into scoring? Okay, Jacob. So I think what you're saying is by the time you're a pro, you should pretty much have an expectation of how you're supposed to handle yourself, how you should carry yourself and behave at a competition. So with that understanding, how does it look to a judge when a pro is being less than professional? Does that go into is that taken into account during scoring well we when when we judge we judge again it depends on what the vision we judge on stage presence so if an athlete is going to have uh an attitude 
or doesn't Good look answer. like they want to be up there. Yes, sir. Guess what? Yes, sir. Part of stage presence, that, that's your body language. And, and when you – and just a couple things. When an athlete gets stressed out on stage, even though it's competition's going on, their body holds water. Their body changes. And so the more angry they get, the worse they could look. And, again, stage presence is what we have to judge. And that, that speaks for itself. What, right, right Kaylin? Yes, it does. And it's, 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 it's an embarrassment to the sport, but it's also an embarrassment to yourself. And like you said, like Earl just said, you're not doing yourself any favors at all for your own body. So, you know, it, it, it's a glaring uh, – it, it's glaring to see, and it, it, it's sad when you see it, especially when you have some of these physiques that are phenomenal, but they just don't feel like they're being treated the way they, they, they feel. They A lot of times, egos do get in the way. And it destroys the competitor's look, their appeal, and their presentation. And none of that is good. So, you know, you take your show, you basically take your scoring into your own hands by being less mm-hmm. than professional. Absolutely. And and the yep. thing is, it, it, even in the bylaws, it says that you have to, if if somebody has um, poor sportsmanship, you could actually be. Uh, not competing in uh, three or six months. So it could actually hurt you even going off stage, and it says that in the rules. You know, so you always got to show good sportsmanship. Yes. And, yes, the, and the other thing and is, if you... there, 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 there could be some other kid out there looking up to you, and if you had a bad attitude, that kid that looked up to you, what do you think he's thinking? Because you don't know who's looking at you at all That's times. Right. Go ahead, Des. Yep, no, I was just going to say, sometimes you're not feeling it. I've come off stage before and have not been feeling it whatsoever because um, I didn't perform the way that I wanted to. But even in those instances, True. you know, you Errol is right. You don't know who's watching you. And sometimes you just got to fake it till you make it. And then when you get in the own privacy of your own home, if you want to melt down, melt down. But I know a lot of you listeners know where we're coming from because we've had athletes that we've interviewed and they were oh, happy with the outcome of an there. experience and don't they express that oh. consistently throughout a whole show and you guys were like, okay, this is enough. <laughs> we're done listening to this. We don't want to hear this anymore. Can't you guys do a better job of screening your guests before you bring them on the air. So then all you of a sudden we're in there. trouble. Yes, you did go there. <laughs> I did go there because they know what we're talking about. Yes, so, yes, yes whether do. you're a pro or an amateur, you are still expected to act and carry yourself as a um, a professional athlete would, whether you're professional or not or better. And, and you never know who's watching. And, no, you're not always going to feel like it. But, you know, it, you don't gain anything by showing your assets um, in a negative way. <laughs> well done. I'll put it that way. So, so anyway, that's all I have to say about that. And folks, we are definitely out of time. So Hold on. Earl, Hold thinks, on. Hold oh, on. what, what, what? I got, I got to put this got? on the public airways because I have someone that's listening and saying you better tell her. So I'm going to tell you. This is uh, Angela, and, and she is one of my clients. And she chose chocolate, P for P, 
protein over snake <laughs> Yes! Angela! woo Hashtag chocolate <laughs> way for the win. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that, girlfriend. Made my entire night. In fact, you made the whole rest of my week. <laughs> Stop it. But with that being said, Kaylin, you give us a snickerdoodle shout out, my friend. Give give us a good one. Sad face, sad face snickerdoodle for the second. <laughs> Earl, thanks so much. So as we said, folks, Earl is going to be the head judge at P4P Undefeated coming up on August 11th in the Wisconsin Dales at the whole John Casino. P4PUndefeated.com if you want more information, if you want to get registered, if you want to buy tickets, if you want to come hang out with Kaylin, Earl, and I after the show, P4PUndefeated.com. Find your details there. We want to see you. And on behalf of Earl, Kaylin, myself, and the boys from P4P Muscle, Second place, Snickerdoodle. So let's build it. <laughs>